Today on the Talent Cast, get out your hankies, kids. We're going to get emotional. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Talent Cast, the podcast dedicated to helping you get smarter at recruiting and hiring. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of employer brand and modern recruiting so that you, yes, you, can hire better talent. Isn't that what we're all trying to do? I'm your host, James Ellis, and you can find me on Twitter at The War for Talent. That's at The War for Talent. Or on the Talent Cast website. Got a question? Got a topic? Got an idea? Tweet me. I'd love to hear from you. Ready to roll up your sleeves and think big? Great. Let's get to it. Hey, how you doing? James Ellis here. So, yeah, let's talk about emotions. It's important stuff. Uh, I don't know how to actually kickstart this one off. It's a weird one. The third cup of coffee will kick in any moment. But here's the trick, I think, broadly. We're getting to the point where when you talk about brand, you're talking usually about what's called brand recognition, right? I show you a logo and you go, oh, yeah, I've seen them. And having remembered that I've seen them, here's what I think I know about them, or more, more, more likely, here are the impressions I have about them, right? You show me a logo, and I'm like, you know, I feel like they did something bad once, or they're under investigation, or I'm supposed to not like them, or, you know, I feel like they, they were supposed to be a cool company. Yeah, I've, I've heard they do really good things. Where'd you hear that? I don't remember. Okay, okay, cool, cool. That's branded recognition, right? The other version of that is that you don't recognize the brand, is that you remember the brand. Brand recall, meaning, can you think of three car companies? Yes, I can think of Audi, I can think of Toyota, I can think of Ford. I could probably name many others, but that's what I can think of. You didn't have to show me the Audi or Ford or Toyota logos or commercials for me to go, oh yeah, yeah, I know that company. Whereas there are plenty of, you know, maybe smaller companies or other companies and industries I don't usually deal in or think about where I'd be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I recently spoke last week to a group of people who make all the electronics in the deeply unsexy things like key fobs and garage door openers and remote controls, right? And they're companies where uh, one of them, I won't name it because why would I, but literally I saw it, I'm like, oh yeah, I know the name of that company because it's on a building somewhere I drive past when I go to the airport. Got it. That's this. I recall that they make this thing. Okay, I recall it. If you had said, James, name three companies that make uh, security key fobs, I would be like, uh, no clue. No clue at all. I have no re- re- uh, recall. I might have some recognition. In employer brand, we have always, 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 always leaned on recall right? Here's the scenario. You have candidates and they're in Indeed or a job board, you know, something. They're looking for a job and they type in pro- project manager or product manager or nurse or whatever they do, right? You know, they do the dance. They do the Indeed LinkedIn job, you know, job search dance and they hit submit and they pick their city and they pick their title and blah, blah, blah. And maybe if it's a good job board search, they've got things like filters, like levels of seniority and blah, 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 blah. And you hit submit and you get the search result, right? Which feels kind of like a roulette board because you're like, you're just spinning your scroll wheel going, okay, who do I know? Who, what companies 
do I want to work for? What companies would I consider? What companies do I know something about? And you're hoping when you see when they see that logo of yours, they go, oh, yeah, I got served an ad by them once. They won't remember this part. But I remember thinking they're a company that seems to care about innovation. Got it. Okay. Do I care about innovation? Yes. Great. I will click the link and I will go. And that is really, <laughs> on a lot of levels, what most br employer brand professionals would consider a success story, a proper narrative, right? We've been seeding brand information in the population. Someone is having the moment where they're looking for a job. They see the logo. They recall the thought process or the impression or maybe even the emotion, and they go yes or no. And hopefully they say yes, and they go and have a good reason why. Where they got that impression? What that impression really looks like? Is it based on teeny, teeny, teeny information? Is it based on a lot of information? Is it, you know, there's a, <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not going to go into brands because there's no way I'm going to do this any justice. But there's a, a bank, we some of us know, and they had some bad stuff happen to them because some people were making extra accounts where they should not have been making accounts for their customers and, you know, not telling them. And they've now said things like, hey, that was not cool. We should never have done that. We're really, really sorry. And we're not going to do it anymore. Okay. Okay. Good. Maybe they fixed the problem. Let's say you're looking for a job and that company's logo pops up and you're looking not for a brand teller job, but for perhaps a IT job or for perhaps a project management job, a kind of job that even banks need to hire for. And you see that logo and you go, oh, all that news I've heard about that company, Ooh, maybe not, right? They didn't think I won't work for this company because it's not a powerful enough impression until they saw the logo, recalled their emotional, it had the emotional response and said, ooh, no. That's what we're shooting for. That's the world we think we live in. And I think that world is changing. I really, really do. I think, and I think, I'm painting with a big brush. I'm painting a big, big broad brush here. I get that. Please, you know, feel free to take this with a grain of salt. But I think the higher you get, or the more specialized you get, or the more skilled you get, i.e., the more selective you can be about who employs you, who pays your bills, who pays your salary, all that right stuff the more likely you already have a consideration set. If you're a senior director of blah, 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 and you're good at it, and you've got some numbers to back you up, and you've built a good network of, of, of people who know you and who would vouch for you and would say good things about you and who are on the, and if you asked, would be on the lookout for certain open, you know, companies, you have choices. You don't have to play Indeed if you don't want to. Not that there's anything wrong in Indeed. I have friends there, eh? Uh, but it's more about you don't play the game like that. You don't play that, I'm going to go look for an opening and I'm going to apply for the opening. Remember, the world is moving away from the application process. No one wants to look at the ATS. No one wants to use the ATS. No one wants to apply. What you really want them is to have is a conversation with a recruiter, with a hiring manager, understand, have a back and forth, two-way conversation where it doesn't feel stilted, whether it's augmented by AI or not, or bots or not, or whatever. But you want to have that two-way conversation, understand what that company's about and say, you know what, I'm all, this is interesting. I want to learn more. Let's, let's have the interview. Or, you know what, this isn't for me, thanks so much for listening, but you're right, you know, you were really interesting. For other people, I'm happy to say nice things about you to my friends who might be interested in this sort of thing, right? That's where we're moving to. That's what all the bots are for and the AI is for, and ATS is learning how to build proper APIs that allow them to plug in uh, interfaces that allow people to never touch the ATS except the HR professional. That's what social media is really trying to do. 
It's not just about, hey, I'm on Twitter, I can search for people, and therefore, hey, look, these are all fish in a barrel for me to grab. It's about having conversation in the channel in which that person already lives. If they love Facebook, if they love Twitter, have the conversation in Facebook, have the conversation in Twitter, have the conversation wherever they live, right? It's a conversational system. You don't say, hey, this has been a great conversation, but for any more information, I'm going to need you to apply for a job. That's not going to work anymore. Or that's, cha- or that's the direction we're heading, right? It's not about collecting scores and scores and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of resumes will never, ever, ever, you know, actually hire or even talk to face-to-face or phone-to-phone because 90% of those people will don't even meet the base applica- meet the base standards of the application, but we're desperate to collect those applications because you never know. Cast a wide net. You never know. So if that's the move we're generally shifting towards, the conversation can't be about brand recognition because the moment at which someone recognizes the brand, i.e. at the job board roulette wheel, doesn't ever happen. That senior director of blah, 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 they're not going to a job board. What they have is a list of companies they would ever consider working for. In fact, they probably have two lists. They have the list of companies they would love to work for, would love to hear more about because they're very interested in that for whatever reason, because of an article in a newspaper, because of someone, a friend of theirs who worked there, whatever. There's lots of different reasons. They make a cool product. Um, You had a great lunch with someone once and you're like, man, if that person likes that company, I want to learn a lot more. And then you've got the other list of companies like, yeah, I would be very interested and I would be willing to have that conversation, right? You can gradate it. And I think what happens is in people who are good at things, they have a lot of sub lists, right? They've got a little tre- a whole lot of Trello boards in which they list companies of would absolutely, maybe if they paid me a lot of money, never in a million years, um, I'd pay them to work there. You know, they've got those lists, right? That's where we're heading, especially if you're good and you're talented. I'm not talking entry level. Entry level is a whole different ballgame. But I'm talking for your quote unquote talent, the people who you know if you hired them today would have a radically powerful change to your business almost immediately. You know, the, the money makers. So that brings us back to emotion. How? I'm not sure. Hold on, let me talk this through. That is, how do I get you to remember my brain? Not recall it, but to have it in hand. And I, if you can believe it, I'm about to quote the one and only Maya Angelou, who says to, and I won't, and I will butcher this quote. So please, I'm, I'm sorry, Maya, uh, as clearly we're on first name basis here because we're all besties here because um, we're all communicators. So we're in that club. Anywho, <laughs> this is going to get derailed. But you know that quote where people will forget what you say, but they will never forget how you make them feel. There is so much meaty depth and truth to that quote that we ignore every single day. You want people to remember your brand. And I ask you, how emotional is your employer brand? I mean, there's maybe that very puddle depth (laughs) emotion of, hi, I like working here. That's it, right? There's no, there's very rarely a, and I do love seeing it, is, you know what? My, my father got cancer and this happened and this happened and my company, you know, they gave me the freedom and they backed me up and they had a party and they all rallied and they had a blood drive for him because of him and, you know, we couldn't save my father and, it, you know, it, it had to be what it was but I always felt like this company had my back even when the worst was happening. I knew I had, fa- I had true family here. That's emotional. I see that every once in a while. My favorite one and sadly or for best, I don't know, hard to say, it's a, de- it's a, it's a diversity 
uh, video. It's Accenture's diversity video where they're holding up the signs saying where they're from and what they feel and, and how being black or brown or, or white or male or female or a parent or not a parent, whatever makes them feel in a workplace and how whoever they are, there's always an opportunity for them to feel disenfranchised even if you're a 40-year-old white male such as myself. You know, there's always, there's always a reason. There's, 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 there's always a way to feel like an outsider. And that's, if we always occasionally feel like outsiders and we realize, hey, it doesn't matter if you're disabled or a veteran or African-American or, 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 everybody gets this. And if everybody gets this, it's not about the black people need diversity and we need to fix that or, or disabled people or differently able people need these campaigns and these programs to help make them fit into the norm. It's that there's no fucking norm and excuse my language, but let's be fair. There is no fucking normal anymore. We're all fucked up and weird and messy, right? Even people who are rich and famous and cool and seem like well-adjusted people, they're a mess. Everybody feels disenfranchised at some level on some, in some situation. And if we are all messy, let's just go ahead and all be one person. Uh, yeah, I think it's the Accenture. It's diversity starts or inclusion starts with I. It's about I'm, I am this person and I'm owning that I am this person. It's a great video. I mean, it's like three or four minutes long. It's a long one. It takes some time, you know, internet video wise. But it's a killer. And I know people who cry at those videos. I mean, you know, the Dove commercials where people describe themselves and someone does a, a, a sketch of them based on how they describe themselves and then someone else comes and describes that same person and it's like two radically different pictures. The person who describes themselves, may, you know, they focus on all the negative aspects about themselves. My nose is too long. My face is too fat, blah, 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 blah. I don't have enough hair. Uh, and someone says, oh no, they have very strong eyes and a compelling, and you suddenly realize how other people is not, see us is not how I see us. And that's emotional. That's, it's emotional as hell. It's emotional as hell. So far, so good? Fantastic. But if you can't get enough of this stuff, I have some news. You can bring the James Ellis experience to your event or company. Just go to jamesellis.us and learn about all the kinds of custom presentations I can build and deliver for you or your team. But if it's time to get some hands-on help with your employer branding, recruiting, and hiring, either from the ground up or some strategic support, I would love to help. Just reach out to Proactive Talent or ProactiveTalent.com. That's where I work, and we can help you hire better. Cool? Cool. All right, let's get back to it. And the fact that I can recall Dove Beauty ads, and by the way, I saw that ad like four years ago. The Accenture ad came out like two years ago. The fact that I can recall these companies years later suggest, nay, demands that we understand and embrace this idea that because that video, story, narrative made me feel something, it's going to help me have better recall of that brand, right? All the cute commercials and clever commercials and frankly, like every, like 98% of all, all commercials are just, just are hoping desperately to be semi-clever like radio ads, especially radio ads. Oh my God. Radio ads that are localized from national or global companies are the worst because they're just trying to figure out how to shoehorn some stupid joke that will make you feel something other than disdain and pity and, sh and, 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 and loathing and ennui. But it's like, oh, okay. So it's a dog all along. Huh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Sure. Those are the worst. Oh my God. Those are the saddest commercials. And I don't mean empathetically sad. Like, oh my God, that's horrible. I want, I want, I feel bad for them. It's more like, God, you suck. 
God, you're just wasted your opportunity to make somebody feel something in 30 seconds. And by the way, let's be fair, that's what advertising and marketing is all about, helping you feel something. Why? Because if you feel something, you remember that brand. And if I'm an employer brand professional, spoiler, I is, and as, as I, many of you are, don't you want people to feel something? Because you know if they feel something, they feel something positive, they feel something negative, they feel something. There's, there's something sticky about that that gets in people's brains and they remember you. Even if you're telling a sad story, you can spin it to say, wow, that, that person went through a lot of heartbreak and heartache and horrible, horrible things happened to them. And the company helped them come through and helped them kind of stand shoulder to shoulder and get through it. Look, there's no making father with cancer going to die. No one's making that good. No one's making that happy. There's no good happy twist at the end. It sucks. There's no good from that, right? And yet somehow that emotional story will help me remember that brand for a long, long time. Far longer than your clever ass videos. Far longer than your cutesy videos. Far longer than your videos in which somebody skates through your open concept office, Mr. and Mrs. Startup, or Mr. and Ms. Startup as it were. That shit doesn't matter. No, it doesn't make you feel anything. Doing a, 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 here's a 360 picture of my office. This is what my office looks like. What am I supposed to feel about that? That's the lens you really should be putting on that. When I read your job description, what is that supposed to make me feel? When I look at your video, what is that supposed to make me feel? When I read your stories and read your content and look at your pictures, what is that supposed to make me feel? And unfortunately, we've set the bar at hopefully not angry at us. We've set the bar at vaguely not unpleasant. <laughs> right? We've set the bar at gently okay marginally worse than a poke in the eye with a stick, as my mother might say. My parents are in town, by the way. Bear that in mind. <clears throat> Where was I? Oh, yeah. Most of our content, most of our stories, most of our videos are just there to be passively, blandly all right. It's almost as if we're saying we're so sure everybody hates us that we're just going to put something vaguely positive out there to suggest that we are not Satan incarnate. Wow, that's a tough way to live. And I know because that's the way I've lived. And that's the way I know many of you have lived. And I, here's me showing, open the kimono way up. And having done this, I know that people who work at companies fall into two general camps. People who've decided they love it and are going to carry the water and are going to wear the, wear the, wear the t-shirt and are going to bang the drum and are going to be the cheerleaders and you can't stop them if you tried. And then the people who think the Eeyores of the world, of which I am often myself among that number, to say, oh yeah, our stock's not doing that great. Oh yeah, the product came out a little late. Oh yeah, when the product came out, one person said something negative about it and it's not perfect. Oh yeah, uh, we once had a VP who did this stupid thing and somebody found out about it and it didn't exactly make national news or anything, but still, I'm sure people think of us as the company where the VP did that thing that one time, right? We look to the negative, we look to, because we're surrounded by, look, as much as everybody wants to go to work skipping and happy and feeling energized and, and empowered and, and, and having made an impact in their life in that job, and in the end, the reality hits us every single day where most days we don't get to make that, sadly, impression. We don't get to make that impact. We don't get to make somebody's lives more meaningfully positive. 
We complain. We whine. We bitch. We moan. Whatever you want to call it. We vent. We whatever. Right? Put four people in any team from any company. You put them in a bar. What is the first thing they're going to do? What are they going to do for the first 20 minutes? They're going to bitch and whine and moan and vent. That's what we do. Right? We get together and talk about that one person who's an idiot making everything worse for everybody. Or the boss. Or the new hire. Or the new move by the VP who did a thing and it's like pulled an idiot move. Blah, 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 blah. We, we talk about that stuff. And I think that tends to feed our impression of our own company. That if we vent all the time, people must think we're idiots. And people must, if we are inside this machine and we think about this machine at least eight hours a day, because and probably closer to 10 to 12, and these are the things we think of when we think of our company, that must be what other people think. And we, <laughs> thus, our, our brand messages are countering our own internalized, oh, God, we fucked up that one time, therefore everybody thinks we're idiots. When in fact, no one's thought about you in five years or five weeks or five days. No one has a, no one cares at all about your brand because it doesn't matter to them. It mattered to you because you worked at the company, so you've internalized it and you think it's real all the time and to everybody, but it's not. Most people don't care. Most people don't remember. Most people don't know. <laughs> I mean, that bank that made all those accounts, they still had people apply, and some percentage of them had no idea that that thing happened. They're not idiots. They just weren't watching the nightly news or they're not into the news much. Sometimes I think that's a happier way to go, he says, from the United States of America, late October in 2018, right before an election. Yikes, 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 yikes. So I think when we put emotions out there, we're tempered. Our, our own desire to put positive emotions out in the world is tempered by the fact that we tend to be surrounded by people who, when we put them together, will vent for a while first. And we think that must be our brand. That must be our people's perception of us. And that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. Why not swing for the fences? Why not create content that makes people feel something? And it doesn't have to be crying. It doesn't have to be a Hallmark ad. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, a tearjerker of the week kind of movie. Why not? Here's the thing. Let's go find a clean comedian that HR will be comfortable with and just say for the next month, we're going to release a good, funny joke every single day on video and it's just this person boy or girl man or woman I don't care black white brown whatever who cares and they're just going to release a video maybe you do a different person every day maybe to make you know to make people realize oh it's a lot of different things maybe you pick one employee every single day and you just say tell us as many jokes as you can we'll pick the funny one and you get Monday and the next person tell us as many jokes as you can oh that's a good one you're Tuesday and you do that for like a month and you just push those videos out and you decide for the month of November for whatever reason is joke month is my god we just need a laugh things got really ugly in a lot of different countries, things can get really weird. It's unpleasant out there in a lot of ways. You know what we need? We need a damn laugh. And it doesn't have to be at anyone's expense. And it doesn't have to be hurtful. And it doesn't have to be pointed. But we're just here because we think, you know what? You probably need a laugh. Do that for a month. Put those 30 or 31 videos out. Yeah, I'm talking weekends. Go for it. They're videos. Do you think they die after 24 hours? This isn't Snapchat. Put them out there. Tell a funny joke. And if at the end of, towards the end of those videos, you just put your logo and maybe a line that says, we thought you could use a laugh. Doesn't everybody need a laugh? Doesn't everybody, couldn't everybody enjoy a laugh now and then? Could, would the world be in any way worse because we had a couple more people laughing now and then? How <laughs> is that not good?
That's an emotional response. It's a laugh, right? Just as much as crying is, just as much as anger is, a laugh is an emotional response. It's a weird emotional response, but it's still and it's powerful as hell. Talk to any good stand-up comedian. Just talk to any good stand-up comedian who's had a room in the palm of their hands and know they can take this in any direction they want. That's power. Having the emotional response. They lean into more. They want more. People love to laugh. And if you can get them to laugh, they want more. Now, make them laugh one every day, once a day, for 30, 31 days. And only towards the end of it do you say, hey, this is our brand and this, we just want people to be happier. We just want, things are weird out there. Call it what you will. We just want more people to laugh. We think that makes the world a little better. By the way, these people were all our employees. These people all work here and they found time to tell us a joke. And we thought it was a joke worth sharing with you. And if you're the kind of person who likes sharing jokes and wants to boom, 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 that, that, that employer brand copy writes itself at that point, right? You're not putting out Accenture videos. By the way, it was a great video, and anybody who's going to copy it, you're screwed because they did it perfectly, and there's no, you know, the, <laughs> that, that, that painting's been painted. <laughs> we have a Mona Lisa. Go find something else. Um, but why not laughter? Why not amusement? Why not cute puppies and kittens playing? The, the Netflix video last year where they had a, they released, they had a, a Christmas setup and they released puppies to just tear the hell out of the room and tear the crap out of the presents and knock the tree over and eat the Christmas dinner off the table. It's hilarious. It serves exactly no purpose other than brand recall. I feel positive because Netflix did that to me. By the way, it was seeded with all sorts of in-jokes for shows that you can watch on Netflix. There was a picture, there was that great Kramer picture, was it Kramer or George Costanza? One of them was over the mantle. And that's a joke because they have all the Seinfelds. And they have all these other jokes of all these shows they have. They just threw them in. They didn't point to them. They didn't call out to them. They say, you get it? You get it? You get it? Isn't that funny? Isn't that interesting? Isn't that us? Hey, brand recognition. No, no, no. They just said it's there. We built it. It's a 10-minute video. It's hilarious. My kid remembers. My kid's on a four. She remembers watching it. She wants to watch it again this Christmas. She thinks it's a Christmas holiday classic. It is a tradition up there with the Grinch. How hilarious is that? Why? Because it made her feel something. Why aren't you making your people feel something? Why aren't you trying to make people feel something? Well, the answer to that one's pretty simple. Because it ain't easy. It's really not. Making people feel something is really hard. But therein might lie the truth of it. The fact that it's hard might suggest how powerful it is. The fact that it's hard might suggest that we not just do the thing we think we're supposed to do and work on our glass door scores and work on putting more social out in the world and work on putting more vaguely cute videos of people who don't seem to hate each other and standing next to each other talking about how great their job is, I guess, kind of sort of if you squint real hard. Maybe instead of putting out the same old, same old, we should truly strive for an emotional response. Because when you create that emotional response, people remember and they remember fondly and again remember that person who saw that brand is like oh yeah i think they're innovative oh yeah i think they're cool oh yeah i think somebody said something good about them once they don't remember where it came from they don't remember where the emotion came from i'm an employer brand professional that's why i'm supposed to remember these videos that's why i'm supposed to remember where this stuff comes from because professionally i'm actually incentivized to remember these things most people don't remember 
I had an interview with a company. I won't name names because they might actually listen to this. And this was years ago. They say, what do you know about us? And I'm like, your name was cool. I hit app. I hit, it was a weird job. I hit apply. And I had to, I had to tap dance in the moment and say, oh yeah, I've heard really good things. I can't remember exactly where, but I, you know, I know you're very, you know, in, innovative and, and really caring about this thing that I don't, God, I hope I'm, and everybody, I, I don't know if anybody knew I was lying. Very likely they did. It's like, just, can we just get past that? But if you create an emotion response, you avoid all that. Go make people feel something. And I don't know what it has to be. That's up to you. You're a professional. You go figure it out. You got to figure out what the emotion you want those candidates to feel is because that's the thing that's going to linger in their head far longer than any cool fan, uh, social campaign. It's going to linger far longer than a BuzzFeed quiz you built. It's going to linger far longer than that ad campaign you're running. Make them feel something. Once you make them feel something, go look at the, the analytics on that YouTube video for Accenture. You, could, <laughs> you couldn't pay for that many people to watch that thing. That Dove Beauty ads have millions of viewers years later. People are still looking at it. People like to see and feel emotional things. Why is it that so many women find that Love Actually movie so compelling at Christmas every single year? It's a goofy rom-com. There are a million of those. Why that one? Because it actually did a good job making them feel something. They want to see it again. I'm sorry if I'm... But, pigeonholed that's a woman thing i just don't find that movie there's a lot of good people in that movie a lot of good stuff in that movie i i've seen it i'm good thanks but for whatever reason i know so many women who are like oh yeah it's a great movie i like to watch it every christmas i haven't heard a lot of dudes say that yet maybe i just have met the wrong dudes anywho now now i'm gender stereotyping everyone and i apologize for that uh not my intention make them feel something get emotional help them have an emotional response and you will power your brand through all sorts of crap that's all I had to say. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I'll catch you next week. If you have any ideas for podcast ideas, just ping me. You know how to find me. I'm really easy to find, as you know. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye. Well, the music means you've made it to the end of another episode of the Talent Cast. If this was useful to you, do not keep it a secret. Share it with your team. Share it with your boss. Share it with your networks. I don't know. Share it with your mom. Uh, if you have questions you'd like me to answer on a future show or just, you know, general ideas about how to make this thing better, just ping me on Twitter. You know, I'm at the War for Talent. At the War for Talent. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. How much do you understand the future of finance. I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.